was. Yeah, take that's a- when they got. Uh, it's the war one. The yep. son goes to war. No, it's the it's the the daughter dies. His wife dies. He gets no. married. The girl dies, or the son dies. Almost none. Nothing that you have described thus far is in the <laughs> film. Miss, I'm not even convinced you've watched. What's Mrs. the Mitchell? other one? Let me look at the list because it might be the other one. Mrs. Min- Mrs. Miniver is the is the is the name of the film, and that's Greer Garson. That's Greer Garson. This is this is uh, I I you know what? Play the theme song. Oh, we're we recording. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony. We are back. It is me, balcony boy number one, Sean Sullivan, joined as always by balcony boy number three. Sean Sullivan. No, again, Jesus Christ, Bill. It's fun. It's, it's a funny not, goof sometimes. It isn't. If you do it every fourth episode, people and don't you, expect it. Yeah, but you do it every third episode, and that's the damn problem. Yeah, because they're expecting it on the fourth episode. Oh, zig when they zag. Yeah, and then I zigged again. Damn, you're always zigging. Yeah, I get dizzy. Yeah, it's not a good thing, man. It's because, remember the DC sniper? That's how they told people to run. That's true. They were like going, just running a zigzag path. Yeah, that's going to throw him off like a kitty cat. He can't follow that. Why don't you just go find the sniper instead of telling me to run in a zigzag path? That seems like a smarter move. Getting dizzy now. Um, yeah, I remember a whole uh, whole entire year. I didn't, I didn't drive under a single DC overpass for a whole summer. <laughs> really? When, yeah, I was, I was 13 years old and I was living in Massachusetts. <laughs> Wasn't wasn't the burden that you Just would expect, but I was not taking any chances by going to the District of Columbia and getting shot in the back you by the been to the District of Columbia? I have. I have, too. I ripped my shorts getting out of Multiple a taxi cab going to the Smithsonian. I, I saw a rock and roll show on the uh, ellipsis. What? On the ellipse. It's the place behind the uh, White House. Yeah, have you ever seen the White House? You know that one? Yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. <laughs> it's the building where the president lives? Uh-huh. Uh, there's a big field big dump. behind it. Big dump. That's what I heard. What the house? The White it's House. Pl- it's dump. not that great. It's a dump. Mar-a-Lago. I think. I think it's more in the land value. Oh yeah, nice. Piece than of in the property. building. Nice piece of property. Yeah, you're right in in the center of it. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you saw a rock and roll concert. Yeah, I saw the White a rock and roll concert. What, July Fourth. What with the fireworks? Oh, that must have been uh, very uh, crowded. It was very crowded. What uh, was the rock and roll concert? It was uh, my, I don't even know who it was. It was a band that uh, we stayed at a friend's house in Virginia, and his roommate played drums in a band. It was like a whole, uh, oh, you saw like a festival. Like a, yeah, but it was like local bands playing. And this was, this this made it to the July 4th, the space it was behind just, it's the on White the House. Ellipsis. And they were just letting anybody play? Now, what administration? Not anybody who's, play. Who's the president at the time? Was this? Not, I believe it was uh, William Jefferson Clinton. Oh, we're talking to that dirty, a dirty. Yeah, ninety. Dick. I'm gonna say it was ninety-eight. 
Billy Billy Clinton. Going back 19, to 98. 1990. I was summer 14 years old. Summer 98. Summer uh, of Sam. Oh, one summer earlier, uh, you could have gone. Summer of Sam Adams, Nick Yeah, I believe. They, it was a limited edition. The fuck did you just say? I was just trying to make up for the Summer Sam reference. Yeah, that dude. actually happened and in you the know 70s, what? and that somehow was you in made New it, York. Somehow you made it uh, infinitely worse. I don't know. What are you talking about, Sam Adams? I'm going to ask you specifically, and this is no reflection on your character. But it's just mainly about the way that you speak. I'm going to ask you not to say the words "nicker bocker" ever again. All right. That's, I mean, it's probably not going to come up again. That's got to go out of your vocabulary. All right. Okay. All right. You could say. Yeah, I apologize if just, it came up sounding bad, but oof. that's not how I meant it. Yikes, man! You ain't getting on SNL with that shit. I mean, there's a good chance I wasn't getting on SNL. And there was a good chance you were. I don't make content anymore, Sean. Ah, you gotta, be, you gotta make content, we, they say. We're making content right now. Oh, fuck. Will this get me on SNL? I don't think so. It certainly will get you not on SNL. That's what I've learned. Podcasts are the devil. We should not do them. Live from <laughs> New York. Uh, so you saw a rock and roll band in Washington, D.C. Yeah, and then I saw the fireworks. Look at those nice fireworks in D.C., right? They oh, do they had up. fantastical fireworks. They were really good. Uh, fantastic. And then I went to another rock and roll festival in D.C. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I saw the there? Smithereens there. Who the, who the hell are the Smithereens? Don't act like you don't know who the Smithereens are. I don't you. know who the Smithereens How are. How do you not know who the Smithereens are? I mean, because it's... I mean, they're not... What? I, they're a rock band. Okay. From when? Uh, from the 80s, 90s. I think they probably started in the 70s, late 70s. And then they're called the Smithereens. Yeah. This is this is an important band. Uh, they were to me in the history of rock. What's their big song? Uh, the big song behind the wall of sleep. Uh, they did. Uh, their big album was eleven. Oh, oh yes, eleven. The Smithereens. Here we go. And not ringing a, a girl like you is their top. Uh, Blood and roses. Top song. Let's let's just uh, okay. put on uh, Blood and Roses. Blood and roses. You say okay. Yeah. But only do 15 seconds. That's bass. That's a bass guitar. No, put on behind the wall asleep. Seems like yeah. I, I mean, here's the deal. That saw her standing in the rain, and then I heard you say, "Yeah, I don't." You know what? Hey, best of luck to you, the Smithereens. They're good. No, they 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 gone. The the lead singer died. Oh, uh, a few years back. I'm sorry to hear that. They were good though. I saw them at some festival in D.C. Looks like you were down in, in the District of Columbia, going to the Smithsonian's by day, rock and roll I all night I've been to the zoo. Oh, the National Zoo. I went to zoo. the zoo. Watch the pandas. National Zoo. You got to watch them. Pandas. My zoo, because I'm I'm a citizen of the nation. Goddamn, you pay federal taxes sometimes um, enough to at least get one invitation to the zoo. Mm-hmm. Which I still haven't gotten. I had to go on my own. Yeah, you had to pay an admission and everything. Yeah, you ever go to the Air and Space Museum? I have. Free. Boring. I enjoy that place. Why oh. can't, everything should be free. I didn't. Uh, I went to the Smithsonian's, and I we were with my, I was with my wife and my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and my wife's niece. Yeah. And uh, 
Nobody wanted to go to the things that I I wanted to go. I just I could have spent all day at the American History Museum. My oh, wife. Oh, it's beautiful. She whips through those things real quick. She no, you like, got to take your time. You got to touch the things. You got to lick the products. You know what I mean? I'm trying on the ruby slippers. Yeah. I'm shoving my hand up Kermit the Frog. You're smelling the uh, jackets. Getting batoned in the back of the head. Cattle trying prods. to get Fonzie's jacket out of his case. You know what they say? The most beautiful part of the Smithsonian is the security office that they drag you to after you try to touch the Let me slippers. sit in Archie Bunker's chair once. I'm an American. Air conditioned back there. Uh, they play loud, heavy metal music. I love loud, heavy metal they music. They drop little drips of water right on your forehead. About what every, was your like, favorite Smithsonian museum, Sean? If I can be oh, a serious man for one moment a in this episode. Man for a moment. Uh, dude, I like that American History Museum. I like that thing. It's fun. I like National that one. National History. Uh, natural I want to say. It's good. And also. Uh, the National Gallery is fun with all the art works. Yeah, all the, the portraits. You we, like art? Not particularly. We went to. Uh, <laughs> We went to the, uh, the 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 new at the time the 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 new uh, the Holocaust Museum, which was very very moving. I did. I, and, when, uh, when did that open? When did you go to DC? I haven't uh, been there since '98. 2011. I was there, oh. Billy. So a little bit of time has passed. I went there pre 9/11. Yeah, I went there post. So that's uh that's the difference hey, between that's, generations. That's the damn difference between us. Yeah. I uh, was like, once the once the swamp got filled, I was like, nah. And and for me, I was like, well, then I gotta try to fly a plane into the Capitol building again. Again, I should be uh, safe this time. Not that they did the first time. Don't, hey, don't obviously know. the laughter is just nerves. We don't know where flight I apologize. was headed. We don't know. Boca Raton, Florida. I believe. That's where they were going. That's what I think. Jesus Christ! Nobody knows. I think it was. I think it was actually California. They were gonna. They, I think they actually made a point about the jet fuel. You think the fourth the fourth plane? Was, oh, that one? Nobody knows. Probably Boca Raton, Florida. Yeah, okay. It's going to hit down in the high ally courts. Yeah, probably going to Disney. Well, one out a, of every three planes in America is going to Disney. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Is that yeah. a true fact? Could be. All right. You can't prove me wrong. Jeez, I can't prove On this right. episode. You can't prove yourself right either. And you're in your own home, so I'm going to respect your wishes and just honor you, everything you say <laughs> as being truth. Pretend that you're telling the truth. You walk in, Bill makes you take a little, uh, a little dab of Satan water out of the little. It's thing. not Satan water; it's regular water that I've blessed <laughs> in a like a pentagram, like a yeah, group pentagram. Satan water. You got to do the reverse sign of the cross. Oh, you no, you do the like the cross upside down. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that would be. Oh, that is a reverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're still hitting all the points. <laughs> yeah. It's just you're doing it in a different order. You're just doing them silly. Holy moly! I uh, you gotta do this cross into the mirror. That's right. You gotta you gotta, you gotta look at the say candy man five times. You know, I'll tell you this. I watched for the very first time this the, week. The original candy man. I watched I, the original candy man. I don't man. think I've ever seen it. Boy, oh boy! Do yourself a favor. Nice picture. Well, well, is it streaming or would uh, you get? Ah, jeez, oh, Pete's. How the hell did I watch this thing? Did you go on some BitTorrent site? <laughs> did you get it off LimeWire? No. Why, what the fuck did I watch Candyman on? Uh, oh, Peacock. It was on Peacock. Oh, get the hell out of town. It was on the damn Peacock streaming The original. Service. Now, the new one's in the theaters, right? It's not. The new one is in the theaters. And, uh, it's I not want, HBO, I'm, is it? I'd like to see it. No, no, no. Um, um, but uh, it, it looks uh, looks very good. That's Tony Todd, right? Tony Todd as the titular candy man. That's the titular candy man. Uh, Virginia Madsen smoking a billion and a half cigarettes in this movie. Do you think that she's smoking herbal cigarettes? 
I don't. Do you think that they have movie cigarettes that she's using? Or it's do you a think nine, she's using I think the movie's from 92, 93. So oh, back then, it's probably real cigarettes, yeah. And she's fucking a lot of... Every scene, and big fucking fat cigarettes, too. Yeah. I was I was really taken with the amount that this lady decided to smoke throughout this movie. Do you think uh, she was just a chain smoker? It's possible. And it's just like she decided to not not smoke. <laughs> they were yeah. like, could you not smoke? No, I will be smoking. I mean, she's uh, she's still with us. Virginia Do you think Madsen. Clint Eastwood's going to smoke in his Cry Macho movie? Do you think? Uh, That's his new movie coming out. He's calling it Cry Macho. Yeah, I can't. You know what? Here's the thing. I'll never know. You're not going to watch it? I don't think so. I don't need to it's watch. It's going to be on HBO. Fucking Clint Eastwood as the rodeo clown. Oh, you want to watch Clint Eastwood as a rodeo clown? I don't know. Probably saying mean things to Mexicans. Almost certainly. Yeah, probably treating uh, fucking Gran Torino in this shit. Probably misgendering people in this one. <laughs> I'm sure it's a selling point. Uh, what? what do you? Hey, who said you could go into that bathroom? The hell is they them? I'm going to the security desk. You're a pedophile. I saw somebody going into the bathroom that didn't look like they belonged in that bathroom. Take me to the basement of Comet Pizza. I honestly never knew that we both had very accurate Clint Eastwood impersonations, but I think we very much do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we love him. We stand. Well, <laughs> you're probably wondering to yourself, how many genders are there? Well, you're probably wondering to yourself, uh, did he shoot... Two or three bullets, mommy. That was my Ronald Reagan. That uh, oh, that we was... have a Ronald Reagan movie this week. We Sean. do. You want to get into these? Yeah, nominees? I want to get. I want to go on record that I'm uh, you're... boycotting any Ronald Reagan movies. I won't watch them. Uh, I, you know what? Honestly, just on general purpose. Doesn't seem like it's going to be that hard of a thing. Not really. I think this is probably the only one, isn't it? Uh, he was in Dark Victory, which we already watched. Yeah, but that's past. That is in the past. Going he was forward. barely in that. He was barely in that. He was like a couple scenes. Late. But this one this week, he's uh, he's the lead. He's the damn star. He's the titular. I got I got plenty to tell you about it. I I don't want to hear about it. I'm boycotting him. Oh, but you're gonna like this. Did one. you know that he started the the crack cocaine epidemic in ah, America? It sounds like hearsay to me. No, it's Ladies true. Ladies, the fifteenth Academy Awards. We're already up to number 15 we're already. already. there. One more year, we're going to get that we're learner's cruising. permit. We're cruising. March 4th, 1943. We're at the, in the Ambassador Hotel for the final. No, what happened to the Biltmore? Did it burn down? Uh, I don't know. No, I think they switched over. This is the final uh, final Ambassador, the final hotel show. Next year, they cut their costs. The they Kodak go to, Theater. They go to a theater. I think they go to, no, they go to the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Oh, Grauman's theater. Chinese Theater. Uh, the Ambassador Hotel, of course, the site... Of uh, Robert Kennedy's assassination, right? The assassination of RFK and Sirhan Sirhan on his way out of jail. Yeah, he, jail. Just, got, he just got paroled. Yeah, big controversy yeah. in the Kennedy family. Two of, the, two of his... First of all, Robert Kennedy apparently had six kids. I don't know where he found the All the time. Kennedys had six kids. Oh, They were Catholic, dude. They didn't use uh, oh, any protection. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize President John F. Kennedy had six children. All I remember was fucking... Yeah. Jo Caroline JFK and Jr. He had Caroline. He had Fitzy. He had Sully. <laughs> he had uh, Billy Mack and he had Bobby Sue. Oh, shit. I forgot about Bobby Sue. Uh, oh, and Edgar. He had seven oh, kids. Jesus Christ. Seven. Yeah. Plus, yeah. Well, you got to consider all the kids that they just hit away while they gave them lobotomies. Uh, 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 that was uh. his sister, right? That was his sister. It's fucked up. Shout out to Jamie Loftus, who 
in, uh, taught me about that in a very funny cartoon that she once drew. Oh, really? That's I didn't know about uh, the Kennedy sister that they gave a lobotomy yeah, to. Yeah, that's Rose? No, nah, I don't know. Isn't that Rose Kennedy? Yeah. That's why they named the Greenway after. Give me a link to the cartoon. So I'm holding can... a notebook. This is a this is <laughs> pe- paper that I wrote on with pen. Dude, you're fucking talking about cartoons, and then all of a sudden I say, "I'm interested in the cartoon." Oh, no, sorry, sorry. No, it's paper. Uh, the Ambassador Hotel. Uh, JFK Jr. By the way, also dead. The plane went down. Dead wrong. Dead wrong. QAnon. QAnon. They said that he's coming back and he's going to star in the remake of Meatballs. Oh, did it? Did they? I don't know. They get the, they they signed JFK. It's Jr. about on time that? they made a new Meatballs. You think so? Meatballs. Have you ever seen the original Meatballs? I have not seen the original nor the Dude, remake. It's so good. Uh, maybe I, you know what? Summer's over though. It feels like a summer movie. It's probably my favorite Bill Murray movie. Oh, interesting. What's my favorite Bill? I'm Ghostbusters, but uh, you should watch Meatballs. Yeah. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> I I rewatched I I get this thing where I think that those movies are all going to suck and then I watch them and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is so fun." Dude, it's a fun like 70s just silly fucking I watched movie. Caddyshack a couple months ago and I was like, "Holy shit, Caddyshack, Caddyshack. is the best." I watched that a few months ago. Back to School? No. Oh, the Triple Lindy. It's it's not a perfect movie by any stretch, yeah. but I had a nice time. Well, that's good for you. I like I it when nice you have a nice time. time. You I've been, I've been to, you having a nice time be, a lot lately. You seem to be easier to talk to when you have a nice yeah, time. I just, just jerking off to back to school. Greer Garson. What? This is, listen to this. I got some statistics for you. Greer Garson, our beloved titular Mrs. Miniver from this week's film. Are we film. already talking about Miniver? No, but she wins the Best Actress Award, and she gives a six-minute acceptance speech next year. After the, the headliner? <laughs> Next year, they put a 45-second time limit into it. Oh, did, is that when they started playing the music? No, I don't know if they started playing people off. Like, they, they were just like really serious about that a while oh, ago, right? Yeah. Well, it's because they're trying to sell ads. Fuck, dude. And they're like, the local news is getting mad. Fuck the local news. Like, uh, it's one night, a, one night a year. Yeah, one night a year that almost no one's watching. <laughs> um, yeah, she gives a six-minute speech. I think she's mostly trying to sell war bonds. Was she drunk? No, no, I don't know. Ah, uh, everybody was selling war bonds. Oh, big! Uh, this is a this is the first year that it's like every fucking thing is World War Two. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, because we're in the we're in the war. Forty three, right? So Pearl Harbor's in forty one, and then uh, D Day, and when's that? Forty two. It was yesterday. Yesterday. All the troops got shot by Germans rushing the beaches of Normandy. Luckily, I had my friend Private Ryan with me. So I can remember yesterday, because I'm not dead. Do, do, do. Dad. Uh, not good. But oh, also, I'm sorry. D-Day's rhythmically in, beautiful. 1944. But we're in the war. Yeah. We're I, in the war. Pearl Harbor's 41. 43. Not uh, us. America's in the war. No, We're not still... us. We're conscious objectors. Yeah. Conscious objectors. Uh, Teresa Wright, our beloved... Uh, uh, Zan. Zan from... Alexander uh, from Little, Little Foxes. Foxes. And also, she's nominated twice this year for uh, lead actress in uh, Pride of the Yankees. And she wins Best Supporting Actress for Mrs. Miniver. 
So she won Best Supporting and Greg Osmond won Best Actress for Minerva? Yes, yeah. Uh, but uh, she was nominated uh, two times in the same year. Heck of a year for you, yeah, that's Teresa pretty cool. Wright. Good job. Would have been She's better. She's gonna if you pop up a few more times. Would have like been better in, uh, if you had fucking won. You dumb idiot. Well, she won Best Supporting, didn't oh, she? Oh, oh, best that's still pretty good. I pretty think. Good. I don't have. <laughs> it's I, still pretty I good. I don't have. I don't have a supporting actor's uh, performance. So, I've always been like, no, best lead or get the fuck out. Uh, Mrs. Maniver is the uh, uh, second film to have all four acting. Uh, categories have at least one nomination, and it's the only film to have five acting nominations. Did Wally Pigeon get nominated? Can you fucking believe this shit? Walter Pigeon for Best Actor. What What's the deal? It's because all the I don't young know. kids are at fucking war, right? They've he's, all been drafted. He's got to have naked pictures of somebody because this is a he's a fucking dead, talentless piece of shit. It's got to be because all the the young kids are fighting Nazis I at can't. this point. Everything he's in, he sucks so bad. And the movies are good in spite of his performances, which yeah. are him. He's memorized the words, and that is enough, apparently, for the Academy and Walter Pigeon, where they're just like, of course we're going to give you a nomination. You said the words in the correct order. Mostly. <laughs> and your name is funny. Walter, that's a fun name. Pigeon, that's a good last name. Jesus Christ, he sucks ass. I hate him. I hate him. I tweeted today that he's the shittest actor of all time. All due respect. <laughs> All due respect. I felt bad. To his I, I felt bad right now because what if his like great granddaughter fucking every day just goes on Twitter and puts Walter Pigeon in to see what people are saying about her great granddad and well she should fucking get a life. Fair. Don't listen to the balcony, lady, Fair. because we'll tell you what we think. I'm trying to work in this industry though. You know what I mean? We'll a, tell you what Sean thinks. A powerhouse like the Pigeon family. Are gonna I'm going to hold down. my my cards about your grandfather a little closer to the vest. Uh, here's my last statistic. Not a very eventful uh, uh, Academy Award based off of the very, very limited research I did. You don't do a lot of research for this project. I read Wikipedia page after Wikipedia <laughs> page, and then I recite the facts to you. I watch the movies. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. I didn't. This week was hard. It was not great, except for the film that Dude, won. we got two more weeks until we cut down to five nominees, and I cannot fucking wait. Oh. Uh, here's the last statistic. Uh, shortly after uh, she wins Best Actress, Greer Garson uh, married the boy who played her son in the film. Okay. That's really? Y'all. What's the age difference there? 11 years. No shit. Yeah, not, not that big of a difference. It was James Franco. It was Does he look James. like James Franco? I don't think so. Uh, but uh, he had some. He could have been James Franco. He is not nominated for his performance as Vin Miniver. Vin Vin Miniver. Uh, but uh, he. This, I got some other no things nominated. You want to hear about them? I love em? to hear about nominations. Uh, I wanted. This is also st uh, statistic-wise for the balcony. This is the first week that Bill has fucking. Wiped the floor with my dumb ass in terms of the films that he's watched. He's at four. I'm at three. I mean, I wouldn't say wipe the you floor. Wipe the fucking floor. These I mean, floors are spit shining. Dominated, I yeah. I came in here, you swept my leg, and you started mopping. You poured taken to task, yeah. You poured pine saw on the floor, and you ruined my damn t-shirt. You did. It's fucking. It's, it's I'm not putting lemon that, scented I'm not now. Putting it back on. It's covered. Yeah, but it's covered in fucking the the damn. Hot ash from your damn drug use. Well, was that bad? 
Oh, I don't know. It's medicinal. Oh, you're right. It's medicinal. Pine oh, damn! Salt. My shirt is. So you ever got pine salt in your eyes? No, uh, I don't think so. Splash! Oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> what a goof. Oh, it's so lemony. What a goof, you idiot. Oh, it smells like sap. I don't think technically, hey, I think we should just take a minute and say, hey, uh, don't pour pine salt in your eyes yeah, at home. Of course home. not. Unless you're trying to get rid of COVID. Yeah, but legally we have to say that. Yeah. No. Oh, unless you're trying to get rid of COVID. Yeah, you have to inject pine salt into your people. eyes. What is happening? What do, it's iver, ivermectin, of course. I mean, there's no I in there's no we. What have been, iver- what have people been saying about COVID since the very beginning that it's it's horse basically worm based. just earth warmed. Yeah, or it's, it's worm earth, based. So earth worms. It's I mean, what easier way? Trump, oh, shove shove sunlight up your ass. Okay, if he didn't say shove it up oh. your ass. He said if there was only some way to inject it I into mean, the body, what's the best <laughs> directly what's, into the what's body? What's the easiest way to inject sunshine into your oh, body? Oh Christ, up your butt. But this horse, the, dude. It's these people are fucking stupid. You yeah, give they're stupid. You give the shit to the horse, deworm the horse, you and give then the, you, you eat give it the to, worms. No, you give it to the horse, and then you kiss the horse. Oh, and then through transfer of mouth kisses. Yeah, yep. That's exactly. You get all the benefits without any of the actual horse worms. Yeah, dude, I didn't even think of that. Paste. Of course, you kiss the horse. Is it a paste? Or are you taking a pill for him? Uh, I think it's paste. I think honestly, that's. I think that's. I used to eat paste as a kid, so I'd I'd be down. Here's the thing: is 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 that, I think there's like a human version of this thing. Yeah, there's always. But a people human are version. fucking stupid as hell. So you know what? I'm not smart enough to say that the human version of this horse dewormer doesn't cure COVID. It doesn't. <laughs> but I know that I am smart enough to say it. It doesn't. But I know that the horse version of horse dewormer does not cure COVID. Yeah, it doesn't. Neither one of them does. Now, how much would I have to pay you to take horse dewormer? Uh, you couldn't pay me to take horse dewormer. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't have a horse. Oh, that's true. I love people are shitting out their fucking stomach lining. Yeah, I like, love it. They I, think it it's out, worms. I, no, I it's just I, your intestines. I had a tapeworm. I didn't even realize. I felt a touch in the back of my leg. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, dude, you got a tail now, dude. That's what you got. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're fucked. Uh, oh, we're fucked. The nominees for the 15th Academy Awards. Is that all the acting nominees? You said you had another acting nominee for me, and then you said uh, Ray Don Chong, I believe. <laughs> for, for big, big Trouble in Little China? <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you mean, best actor? Oh, uh, no, we were talking about Vin... And that we oh. we got off on a tangent, like as we yeah, do. Yeah, they got as five prone to five do. acting nominations for the damn Miniverse. Uh, Walter Pigeon as Mister Miniver. Uh, Greer Garson wins as Mrs. Miniver. Teresa Wright uh, wins as the second Mrs. Miniver. And uh, uh, Dame May Whitty is nominated. Dame May Whitty, Miss Froy, as Lady Belden. Uh, she's excellent. I would have actually. Honestly, giving it to her over Teresa Wright. Yeah, I think yeah. Because uh, I, I, they're both great. I, I, spoiler alert. I loved Mrs. Miniver from start to finish. Maybe it was I'm, a good. It was a maybe. I'm really just fucking, good movie. I'm super horny for William Wyler. I don't know. It was a good movie. It's uh, it's it's. I really love the good. going to. I love a. I love a 
I mean, we're not talking about Miniver yet. We'll get We'll there. get to it, guys. And Calm then the last, the fuck down. Uh, Henry Travers uh, gets nominated for his role as uh, James Ballard, the flowerman, which I don't know. Uh, that's, I like, he's nice. He's Clarence the yeah, Angel. He's great. I don't know why. Didn't win, so uh, somebody called. Van Heffen won for Johnny Eager, which we didn't have to uh, watch or, or uh, research. So Never heard of him. Never heard of it. Or Never will. It. Van uh, Heffern? The nominees for best. Are Oaks. you saying Van Halen wrong? Oh, yeah, that's it. Van Halen won best supporting actor. Uh, Outstanding motion picture, Bill. You ever hear of these things? Motion pictures? Yeah, love them. We love them. Live for them. The silver screen, the flicker of the smell of the popcorn, the bubble gum stuck to your shoe. The smack of the, from the usher's baton yeah. as you try to sneak in the back door. Yeah, just people having... The screams of pain from the balcony. Conversations because the they don't enjoy the film, but they don't want to leave yeah. the air-conditioned. <laughs> 49th Parallel, directed by Michael Powell. The sounds of mouth sex from the back row. Uh, oh, I, I want to let the, the listeners in on a, a game that we're going to introduce this week. Uh... Because let me in on it too. Yeah, neither of us uh, watched the majority of the films. Most of them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Bill guess. Oh, I'm good at guessing games. What the movie is about? Now some of these he's seen, some of them he hasn't, and then I'll tell. Do I get to guess the ones that I've seen too? Uh, you know what? Because I could still be wildly wrong. Based off of all of the information I know that you know about Mrs. <laughs> Miniver, yeah, 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 we'll do that not- as well. I'm not entirely sure what happened. 49th Parallel, directed by Michael Powell. What, what do you think this one's about, Bill? I saw this one, actually. Oh, I know you did. It, was, it wasn't bad. In the early days of it world. It was long, though. They were all long. So fucking Except long. Except for Ambison's. That was only like 88 minutes. And that was supposed to be like three hours long. Oh, really? In the early days of World War II, a German U-boat is sunk in Canada's Hudson Bay, and a small band of German soldiers hope to escape by crossing into the United States. Along the way, they meet a French-Canadian fur trapper, the leader of a Hutterite farming community, an author, and a soldier. Uh, Leslie Howard, Lawrence Olivier, Raymond Massey, other people, probably. Yeah, other people are in it, probably. Uh, You saw this. This is up on the Criterion Collection. Yes. I watched about 10 minutes of it and turned it off because I just didn't feel like watching it. It wasn't bad. I liked it. It was, like I said, it, it was like... Two hours and ten minutes or something. A little long. Could have been, yeah. you know, 20 minutes shorter. Uh, but it's like these Nazis that uh, their submarine uh, comes up in Hudson Bay. And then it drops the dudes off. Well, they get boarded. They kill some dudes. Drops the thing off. And then the submarine gets blown up. So they're like stuck on land. Yeah. And they go to this first dude, Lawrence Olivier insane French Canadian accent. Yeah, he's uh But he's only in it for like 20 minutes and then gets killed. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, now I don't need to see it. But the whole movie's like the the Nazis uh trying to get across Canada and uh to do what? The fuck to get they... a boat to Japan. Oh. Uh, I I mean, I guess that's probably the easiest way to do Well, they couldn't that. they couldn't uh yeah, from It was pretty good. I liked it. All right, 49th Parallel. So that's what I'm going to assume it was about. It it was about the 49th Parallel, which is the uh, border of the United States and Canada. Michael Powell we'll be hearing about uh, in the weeks and months to come. Oh, did he do something bad? 
No, him is he part of? Is, wait, he's not one of the Manson family. No, he can't be there. I mean, yet. Bill, you know that he's not part of the Manson family. <laughs> I don't know that. I got. I'm gonna ask. They I went by nicknames. They had a I love. I love playing fun games with you, but sometimes <laughs> when you ask me, was he part of the Manson family? You know the answer. I know. Nicole's reading Helter Skelter right now, so to that's the, probably to your, why I came up to, to the niece. No, to oh, to okay. herself. Just. The book she got. Oh, I thought it. she might be reading it aloud. Vincent Bugliosi wrote that. Did you know that? I've read Helter Skelter. I got very uh, scared the first. Did you? Time. Yeah. Did I, you read it as a teenager? That's when I read it. No, I read it uh, as an adult when I was. Uh, I think I just moved in with uh, my wife. We had bought a house, and uh, and you were like, I can read any book I want because we own a house. I got an iPad. I downloaded it, and I started reading it at about eleven o'clock. And the opening, I think, the prologue is about uh, the creepy crawling that they do, where they. Would just to break into people's houses and just like walk around and look at stuff. Yeah, and uh, that uh, kept me awake all night. <laughs> just listening for people creepy crawling around yeah. the house. Yeah, and then uh, have you ever seen uh, Martha Marcy May? I don't know what the fuck. I did. That's uh, with uh, Elizabeth um, Olsen and yeah, and John Hawks. That's the cult movie, right? Yeah, like she just got out of the cult. Yeah, and they do the same thing. They they break into people's houses. They just walk around. Like they move their cereal boxes around and shit. It's just like fuck you guys. Don't do that. Yeah, just jerk off on me. And leave. I would rather you come in and kill me than just come <laughs> in and just move my cereal. Gently move my shit around. Uh, who left the Rice Krispies open? Because here's the thing. Now I don't think that a crazy cult broke into my house and just walked around and tiptoed through and fucked shit up. I think there's fucking ghosts and I'm my house is haunted. And I'm gonna have to burn. It would to you the rather you'd rather have ghosts than a cult? I would rather have the cult than ghosts. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King's Row, directed by Sam Wood. You gonna, what do you think this one's about? I think this is a Ronald Reagan movie. It is a Ronald Reagan movie. So I'm going to assume it's about flooding urban areas of America with crack cocaine. It is about five. And then you, can I finish? Or are you just going to cut I me mean, off? You know that this are we the, playing the game or are we not playing the, the game? It's the 1940. We're honoring the films in 1942. So you, you think that this movie is about Ronald Reagan 40 years later yeah. working with the Central Intelligence Agency to introduce crack cocaine into urban communities. Yeah, it's called Chekhov's Crack. Okay, fair enough. I didn't even consider that. No, I think that. this is a movie about uh, him becoming a psychiatrist because he finds out that he can grift people. By becoming a psychiatrist. It's got something to do with him becoming a psychiatrist. I read a blurb. Uh, well, I'll tell you. <coughs> but I'm boycotting it because I don't believe in the mass politics. Five children in an apparently ideal American small town find their lives changing as the years pass near the turn of the century in 1900. Uh, Ronald Reagan at some point has his legs amputated by a sadistic doctor. Oh, shit. I'd watch that. And he exclaims, uh, uh, where's the rest of me? Which uh, he uses the title of his 1965 autobiography. Where's the rest of me? Is this? Yeah. Which you could have said about any point of his latter years. He didn't really get his legs cut off. No, he didn't. That was all movie magic, Bill. Oh, dude. What the hell? It turns out, uh, apparently, the doctor... Uh, is the father of the girl that Ronald Reagan was uh, was uh, fancying in this film and didn't like their pairing, so he cut off Ronald Reagan's legs. The Magnificent Ambersons. People have lost their legs for uh, lesser reasons. That's true. Yeah, like jaywalking, stuff like that. Or working in a coal mine. Yeah, that'll do that. Uh, the Magnificent Ambersons, directed by Orson Welles. 
The great Orson Welles. The I love listening to this guy's voice. He oh, narrates on this. Unbelievable it's voice. It's so good. Uh, the spoiled young heir to the decaying Amberson fortune comes between his widowed mother and the man she's always loved. Agnes, Joseph Cotton. Agnes Moorhead, Joseph Cotton. Uh, great uh, picture. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not as good as Citizen Kane. Uh, no. No. I, I didn't think it was good as... Uh, the Stranger. Most of them. Have you seen more than those Orson Welles films? Oh, Touch of Evil. Yeah, it's not no, I'm talking about this year. I didn't think... I I liked Pride of the Yankees better than, oh, than yeah. Ambersons. Magnificent Ambersons is like a is like a classically... The studio took the movie away from him and fucked it up. Really? You said it was supposed to be like three hours long? Yeah, I mean, because Orson Welles is a psycho, so it's just like... Yeah, but he could make a picture. Could make a picture. They cut it down, and then they tacked on the ending where... Uh, uh, it's been a while since I saw it, but I read the synopsis. Joseph Cotton forgives yeah. uh, George. Because he thinks that that's what... The daughter... Yeah, that's fucking dog shit. Yeah, I thought that the, like, the last 10 minutes was kind of dog shit. Yeah, that's all studio fucking tampering with. They changed it all up on him. But the cast was great. Joseph Cotton. Joseph Cotton. So good. Uh, yeah, he's uh, continues to be good. He's great in The Third Man. You ever seen that? Third Man? Yeah, I did. I, that's another Orson Welles, right? Yeah, he didn't I think direct that was it. on Criterion. It but is. he's in it, right? He's in it. It's, it's fucking great. That, uh, I'd like to rewatch that, uh, The Stranger that we did way back in the day. Back, back in, in the Balcony 1.0. The Pie. With Ed, Edward G. Robinson was in that. Bassey. Yeah, I'm here to open up a Mary Lou's nose and yeah. sell coffee to the boys. Hey? Yeah, I'm looking for the stranger. You'll never catch me. That was the Paper Chase movie, right? With it was. Boys. It was. Fucking. We love Paper Chase over here. We love going in the woods and Chase just littering, the littering, woods, and littering. And when you catch me, you will blow me. You'll tickle me. <laughs> Last person gets to tickle me. <laughs> The pie. That was a pie. good flick, though. It was murder a, was involved, Sean. I love a murder. murder. Multiple murders and a dog murder. And the steeple, a church steeple. And we respect and we love You know when clocks. you go up in a church steeple, it's so high up there. You gotta climb a ladder. The best part of The Stranger still to me is that Edward G. Robinson, the only clue that he has is that the... Is that the, the Nazi that he's hunting has an obsession with clocks that borders on mania. <laughs> yeah. I remember him. Uh, and they never once think to look in the old clock tower that only swinging one. The, swinging the rope down and just the angle just was. Just fucking whacking him in the head in the gym. That was a good flick. Good film. The Pied Piper, directed by Irving. Oh, it's got to be Pickle. about rats. About mice being let out of uh, Ireland. Englishman Mr. Howard is on a fishing holiday in eastern France when Germans invade in snakes. 1940. Is it the snakes that the Pied Piper did or rats? Uh, uh, rats. Uh, setting off to get back home, he's persuaded to take along two children, and as he journeys, his journey continues, his family keeps growing in size. Oh, he keeps having more children? No, I think... Or they're getting fatter. I think people just keep giving him his kids to bring to England. Wow. Uh, this is on YouTube. Uh, you can watch it if you want. Roddy McDowell's in it again. Oh, from, uh, young Roddy McDowell. Young master Roddy McDowell. Does he still have that face? Fuck if I know. I didn't watch it. Monty Woolley gets a Best Actor nomination. Uh, this is on YouTube for free if you want to watch it. I don't. Uh, You've made that quite clear, Sean. I've made that very clear. <laughs> you sent that fucking notified letter. 
notarized letter to the estate of Roddy McDowell. Please take this film. I keep <laughs> I am reporting not going to watch this. I go, this is on YouTube. No one wants to watch this. Please take it off. <laughs> it's a movie from 1942. Nobody wants to watch is this Is it a movie. copyright violation? No. No. It's just nobody wants it's to watch fucking it. fucking boring. You're wasting your money. It's I'm, I'm trying to help you guys out. <laughs> Bandwidth, dude. Think about it. The Pride of the Yankees, directed by Sam Wood. Again, Sam Wood. Who is that? He directed King's Row. He directed... Uh, uh, he had two movies. Last year? Uh, no, the year that uh, Rebecca won. He did not have a movie last year. Sam Wood's one of the one of the four guys that directed uh, Gone with the Wind for a little oh. bit. Uh, he directed Our Town and Kitty Foyle and a bunch of other shit. Uh, he, well, anyway, he's got the pride of the Yankees. It's the story of the life and career oh. of baseball Hall of Famer Lou Gehrig. Well, you sounded like a baseball announcer when he was coming up to the plate. You said, oh, hello, everybody. It's Lou <laughs> Gehrig coming up to the bat. I was going to take a big old Good old Tanglefoot. Right. Oh, Tanglefoot's down and slipped on some baseball bats. I don't know what's going on. That, he's going back to the minors. One way ticket. Wally Pip has got to be mad about that one. <laughs> Uh, Sean, I think you found your calling. Oh, just a fucking bootleg Harry Carey impression. <laughs> That's it. It's just me doing a shitty version of Will Ferrell's shitty impression of Harry Carey. Oh, wow. A bit outside. Just it's a great impression he does, dude. It is pretty good. It's fucking fantastic. It's so funny. I always, every time I, I always think of Bob Eubanks in uh, Major League whenever I do think of a sportscaster. Ah, uh, that was, yeah. Just a, a bit, bit outside. outside. Uh, Gary Cooper gets his third of five Best Actor nominations. Dude, it's so weird. He's so old. It's so old in this movie. Yeah, well, I mean, he's 40 in this movie. But he's, he's supposed 40 to be playing as a, a kid. Like, like when, an 18-year-old. Yeah. yeah, he's pledging a fraternity. The movie, op- But everybody in the fraternity looks like fucking 45. The movie opens with them, those kids playing uh, baseball in the back like the Sandlot. Yeah. And it would have been so funny. Is if they had Gary Cooper in like short pants and like a goofy hat. <laughs> it's like, a little kid. Oh, I'm Lou Gehrig. I just want to play baseball. I'll trade you my baseball cards. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I really like this movie. I think it's got a lot of uh, obvious flaws to it. Yeah, it's in, it's not a perfect movie, but it's an enjoyable, nice yeah, it's, watch. It's good. Uh, crazy that uh, Babe Ruth gets... Higher billing than, than, than three-time Walter Academy Brennan. Award winner Walter Brennan. Wow, I, I think that's kind of crazy. No, that's Walter, not him. He doesn't. He, the thing is that he's completely unrecognizable from uh, his work in uh, Sergeant York. Yeah, he's just like a, I. I had to like. Yeah, check. it's called acting, Sean. You're it's crazy. fucking acting, <laughs> folks. Folks, you see this over here? That's my face. He can't even believe it. Do you see all that egg on my face? He can't even believe it. Uh, Somebody's bringing breakfast over for the family. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, hey, next time, throw a little bacon in there. Yeah, he's really good, dude. Yeah, it's great. Um, he plays the newspaper man in this. Uh, uh, but Babe Ruth uh, plays himself after he's retired. Yeah. Uh, and he's just... Fucking chomping down sub sandwiches. It's so fun. The dude. Yankees eat his hat for some fucking dude. Reason. That is insane, <laughs> dude. They're all taking chomps out of it. 
and I just, uh, of course, I want to go on record as Yankee sucks, Judas swallows, and uh, and uh, I don't care for the Yankees. I hate them. I don't like baseball, but I hate the Yankees for really? some. Really, do they hate it because uh, because of uh, your Confederate ties? And, uh, yeah, and it honestly, it feels like that way. Growing up in Boston, hating the Yankees, it feels like we're the fucking Confederacy, just hating the Union for the rest of our lives. What do you think? That's what this is. I don't know why I hate the Yankees, other than geographically, I live, yeah, in the five hundred eight area code, and I have. To I think it's just that you were told to. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Same way that I, same reason that I hate. Me? Uh, yeah, you. Okay. I was going to say Eskimos or something, but it's oh, going to get me Jesus canceled. I don't want to get Christ. canceled. Well, I thought that maybe they well, were Well, why s- would you say it after you realized it wouldn't be a good thing to say? <laughs> well, because I can, you know, a little self-analysis makes the people know that I'm a good person, and I reflected upon my words, and I chose to not say the hurtful thing. Nah, you just look like an asshole. Oh, well, egg on my face again. Oh, breakfast for a couple days now. <laughs> <laughs> Folks. Uh, we have fun, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, pride of the Yankees. Uh, Good flick. Nice flick. Watch Teresa, it. Uh, what's her name? Teresa, Teresa Wright plays she his... She uh, is like... She's 22. Yeah, she's a young lady. And she looks at the entire movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, she like, does when she's an old lady, she's just wearing Nancy Reagan clothes. Now, Lou Gehrig is the guy that Cal Ripken broke his consecutive yeah. game streak. Yeah. And it took, like, I don't know, what, 60 years or something it like that? It takes a long time, yeah. His whole baseball career in this movie is about, I don't know, probably like seven minutes. Yeah, I mean, he's at 2,000 games. They're just like, like 10 some, minutes in. They're just, like, some point in, they're just like, oh, looks like Lou's going to play his 2,000th game today. Yeah. Like, when but that's the thing like he's fucking 40 years old when he's pledging this frat and then uh you know he starts playing like his mother wants him to be an engineer right yeah, yeah and he yeah. only plays baseball because she has to go to the hospital and they can't afford it well that's what they so that gary cooper is probably the exact wrong person to play this part he's very good in it i like gary cooper turns out but he's, he's, he's a simple man. He's supposed to grow up in like the slums, like the immigrant slums of New York City. Yeah. And he's still got his Hank Hill like, oh, Ma, I just want to play baseball. Can I? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll be an engineer for you. Who's my best gal, Ma? He just seems like he's not playing with a full deck. No, he does. He, you know, we'll see because he's going to be in, uh, I don't know, 7,000 more movies that we're going to watch. When's High Noon? That's like in the 50s, right? 50s. 50? Yeah, he's old in that. But he's also, again, he's old in yeah, that. Yeah, well, he was in Wings, which That's was true. the fucking first, what's that, 27. Seven. Yeah. Long so career. So we're already 15 years from that. Long career. Uh, so he must, I mean, he must have been doing Silence, right? Probably, Before yeah. that. I would assume. Well, I mean, he did the one Silent at the least. Random Harvest, directed by Mervyn Leroy. The Mervyn Leroy? The. <laughs> the Mervyn Leroy. What is this one? An amnesiac World War One vet. Falls. No, I'm supposed to guess, you oh. piece of shit. Well, I gave what you a little What happened to the hand. game? Random Harvest. I think that an amnesiac okay. World War One vet, did you say? Uh-huh. Oh, it's going back to World War One. What, do you think he harvests some stuff randomly? I think he might harvest his emotions. I think he harvests people's organs nope. and sells them nope. on the black market. All right, there we go. Nope, that's not it. Uh, an amnesiac World War One vet falls in love with a music hall star only to suffer an accident which restores his pre-war memories but erases his post-war life. 
Uh, it's got Ronald Coleman. He gets the Best Actor nomination. Who's that? He was uh, the lead of uh, uh, Frank Capra's Lost Horizon. All right. I saw that. Uh, he's uh, good. He's been in a couple other movies that uh, I've liked. And Greer Garson is in this uh, flick. He wasn't in any of the Fast and Furious movies, right? <sighs> Sadly, no. But hologram technology exists. <laughs> Match fucking... <laughs> Fast and Furious 12 fucking starred Wally Pigeon. <laughs> and Walter P- Dude, that's when, the, that's when you know this shit has crossed the line. The Talk of the Town, directed by George Stevens. When the Holmes Woolen Mill burns down. Are we down. not playing the game? I don't what know. What happened? It's, there's 10 more nominations. We there's have to get. There's only three more nominations. Oh. Talk of the Town. I think it's about somebody who's being talked about in town. Well, I'm glad that we stopped for that creative <laughs> piece of business. I'm I think so it's glad about you the gave town your, pump. You gave your best efforts. I think it's about talk. some town floozy that's okay, getting Okay, now who's the one? Dicked get, down. Oh, jeez. Oh, all, all the time. Yo, fuck, dude. It is about the town pump getting dicked down all the time. When the Holmes woolen mill burns down, political activist Leopold Dilge is jailed for arson and accidental murder. He escapes and hides in the home of his childhood sweetheart, who has just rented the house to an unsuspecting law professor. Cary Grant, Gene Arthur, Ronald Coleman. If I could have found this one, I would have watched this one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Leopold Dilge. Oh, Leopold Dilge who? Uh, you know, you t- the guy that you used to love and not do, uh, your childhood sweetheart. I'm I just broke run. out of jail. Yeah, I need a I place to stay. You still cute? <laughs> Let me in. Uh, Gene Arthur, of course, from uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and uh, you can't take it with you. I didn't see this one. I didn't either. I would watch this one. This is one of the only ones that I didn't watch that I would like to, but I couldn't find it. Uh, you know I love Cary Grant. I do know that. You're always saying it. He's so fucking handsome. Three in the morning, you text me. How could Such you not? a handsome man. Uh, I thought we were in a bit of a fight last night. I was texting you all my Miniver takes. And you oh, I fell asleep so early last fuck. night. This guy over here. Just and then I woke up at uh, 1.30 and I watched the last hour and a half of Pride of the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's the time to do it. Your whole fucking existence is a fucking Dude, baffling I mystery fucking, to everyone we know. I fucking sound asleep. They just look at me. They go, what does he do during the day? I go, I think he watches 10 movies. <laughs> at least. But how does he like pay his bills? Dude, no Wake, one knows. Wake Island. Wake Island, directed by John Farrow. It's a World War II movie. Probably. Is it a World War II movie? Uh, Yeah. Did you see it? No. It's got to be about Wake Island. Yeah, I nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> nailed In November it. 1941, Major... Catan takes command of the small marine garrison on Wake Island. His what did I say? Towards spit and polish upset the men's tropical lassitude, but Pearl Harbor changes everything. Soon the island hey, is attacked, and the Pearl Marines Pearl Harbor did change everything. Together. It's the day I live on in infamy. You know that. <laughs> December seventh, nineteen forty-one. But how long can they hold out? I just, I am. I think we'll talk about it with Mrs. Miniver too, but. I think it is a little weird that these movies are coming out months after fucking Pearl Harbor. Like, about, like, we're in the middle of this fucking war, and they're just, like, stopping to be like, uh, you know what we got to do? We got to make a fictionalized version of all those people that just got fucking brutalized on Wake Island by that. Yeah, but it's propaganda, dude. It's the U.S. propaganda. It's propaganda. Yeah. That's, uh, That's why we're not... 
a lot of our uh, regular characters are out of the picture because they're all in the army. But you'll have John Wayne showing up at everything. <laughs> he was not in any films that we uh, talked about this week, as far as I know. Yankee Doodle Dandy, directed by Michael Curtis. A film of the life of renowned musical composer, playwright, actor, dancer, and singer George Cohan. Uh, Jimmy Cagney wins Best Actor for Yankee Doodle Dandy. That seems silly. Uh, yeah. I did not watch this. We watched... Uh, what did we watch? You sent me a clip. I sent you like the last... It's like the last five minutes of it or something. It's a weird... It, the whole it very, it's but it's another it's just U.S. it's propaganda. I don't. Yeah, it is. We're giving you the Congressional Medal of Honor for writing over there, over there. It, well, we'll kill you he, with like, bombs over there. It's all pre World War One. Like this guy lived in like the early 1900s. Yeah, but I, well, I just yeah. saw watched the last five minutes, which was after World War Two, because that's what he he did over there and, and uh, uh, the. Yankee Doodle Dandy, Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The, the 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 and that's all like selling war bonds and shit. Right. The structure of the movie is, uh, he walks. Uh, he gets invited to the White House. He sits down with the president and goes, uh, "Oh, you want to hear my life story?" And then it leads up till the the time that he was invited to the White House. It's like the whole fucking thing. It's just him sitting talking to the guy. It's like, no, I didn't want to hear your life story. I w- uh. This movie, the only significance this movie has in my life is that Don Rickles, my favorite comedian of all time, used to close his casino shows with a tribute to James Cagney in Yankee Doodle Dandy. He would sing the song? He would sing the song, and he would walk around and act like Jimmy Cagney and do a little dance. It was fucking awful and atrocious, and I loved every second of it. If you watch the Don Rickles uh, documentary, Bob Newhart fucking just fucking roasts him. He's just like, well, uh, you know, when he starts doing the tribute to James Cagney, that's when people are looking at their watches going, uh, I think we could get an earlier how, flight. Do you how, think we could get out of here sooner? How long would the tribute to James Cagney be in the show? It's the end of the show, so it's probably the final, like, five minutes. He talks about how he met James Cagney and when he was a young actor starting out and how good he was to him and all this. It's a very nice thing, but then he does it. I am my Yankee Doodle Dandy. But I saw him when he was in his 80s, and he was a big fucking egg, and he could barely walk. So <laughs> yeah. it's just like, yikes, this sucks. Call people a hockey puck, and let's move on. Yeah, come on. Be rude to my mother, and let's get out of here. Call my wife a whore, please. <laughs> that's what we're here for, Don. Oh, uh, that's not what we're here, though, for, Bill. We're here to talk about Mrs. Miniver. Mrs. The Miniver. Winner. I built you a flower house. Directed by That's not what he did. William Wyler. Another Willie Wyler flick. I love this guy. This it's is, very good. He gets his first uh, first uh, best director uh, win. He's had some noms, right? He's had some noms. He sure has. Uh, he holds the record, of course, for most nominations. To this day? To this very day. Twelve. Twelve Holy best director nominations. A lot. How many did he wind up winning? I think he wins three. Mrs. Miniver You're batting two fifty. That's not bad. Uh, Mrs. Miniver he wins. Uh, he wins for the best years of our lives. Oh, that's coming up. And uh, he wins for Ben. Was that the one we already Her. did? No, we did. You can't take it with you. Yeah, we did. Best years of our lives is uh, is coming up because yeah. that's after the war. 
That's another uh, Teresa. Teresa Wright. Wright. Our, I can never remember her last I name. I beloved Myrna Loy resurfaces. Oh, does she? Where's she been hiding? I don't know. Because, uh... Yeah, William what's Powell. His, Powell started doing movies with the other girl there. Carol Lombard? Not Lombard. He did... After Myrna Loy, he starts doing them with, uh... Oh, I mean, well, this is... Uh, in the f- in the fifties, he he, you know, they just replaced the yeah, yeah. girl. Like the dude is eighty, and uh, I think he, I think a lot of uh, you know how Hollywood is like that. John. We're missing no Clark Gable this year, no Jimmy Stewart this year, no William Powell this year. Yeah, no... they've all gone in the service, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think Gary Cooper, I th- it might have been too old. Or I think he might have joined up. Who the fuck yeah, knows? He's just. Go to office school. William Wyler joins the military after this, and he directs, like even uh, the ones like a lot of the ones that went in, they're just selling war bonds. Yeah, there's a lot of that shit. William Wyler, you know, he goes on for the next couple of years. He makes documentaries and propaganda films. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of them that during this era, that's what they were doing. Yeah, no, Greer Garson did train tour across the United States uh, doing war bonds. That's how Carol Lombard died. And that plane crash was she was coming back from uh, like a war bonds event. Yeah. Um, Going to check up on Clock Gable. Yeah, fucking you're talking about a guy dicking down. Uh, that mustache, he couldn't help it. God, what a fucking stash. <laughs> couldn't help it. Uh, directed by William Wilde, Greer Garson, Walter Pigeon, Teresa Wright, Dame May Witty, Henry Trower, Kay Miniver. She's the star of the damn show. Uh, her family live, uh, I would say they're upper middle class, right? They seem like they normal seem well people. off. Well, they got living maids and cooks and shit, so they got to be doing something right. Uh, the beginning of this, very calm, nice. You know, they're walking around. She's trying to decide if she can afford a big, fancy, stupid hat. Her husband's. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, her husband's secretly buying a car on the sly. Because they just—they're comfortable. They're between the wars. They don't know that World War II is coming. I mean, comfortable enough, but it—it it also seemed like that hat might stop them from buying a car. Like he was—he was like, could she's that like, hat just be? buy a tire. You right. could buy a tire. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, I and know, he's like, like uh, they're—they're they're already dropping the car off. Yeah, it's outside. Uh and uh, but how expensive is that hat? That like, like, couldn't the hat be cheaper if you don't get the box with it? Maybe get both. Just get both, and you know, just I don't know. Maybe get a, a shittier hat. We like can, we'll probably use the tire more than the hat. Yeah, and and we got to bring the car around. We got the kids. We got to bring them to school and stuff. Are you really gonna wear the hat, or you just want the hat? Um, I I, I for some reason I thought that this was another World War One movie, but this no, it's is World War Two. I know that now. All right, I didn't mean. I but obviously, came out accused. But they were all they were all dressed uh, in contemporary clothes. Usually, all the movies that we do are all a little bit period pieces, or I feel like a lot of it has been like shit that we don't we're not used to looking at, like fucking yeah. Welsh coal mining communities, or well, that's on us. That's we don't travel as much as we should. On us, those those communities have been there that's that we true. could have visited. Uh and so she's uh, she's walking around the town. She gets stopped by uh, this uh, this goofball uh, florist or James Ballard. Uh, he runs the train station. 
Uh, he's uh, Clarence from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. And he, he's, he's, he's cultivated a new uh, species of rose, and he wants to name it after Mrs. Miniver. Bill, let me ask you this. You're a married man, uh, married uh, long time. I punch him right in the mouth. Yeah, okay. All right. That's right in the fucking <laughs> mouth, dude. If a guy wants to name a rose after my wife. I, if if she came home and told me that, I'd be like, you fucking him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Fucking bizarre. It's a weird opening, and she's so touched and honored that this. Yeah, and it's not like. They're not related, or he's no. just like you always say hi to me. Yeah, you're just you're who I fantasize about at night yeah. when I touch myself. I'm really, this movie could have been a real different film if he had... if he wouldn't let her out of the back office. Yeah, and he hacked her up into pieces and then buried her under the floorboards. Um, and then the rose kept growing and getting bloodier red. So she came. and then turned into Seymour from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh boy, that would have been something, wouldn't it? Talking well, Seymour's not. I mean, obviously Seymour was yeah, the alien, the guy. Yeah, well, Seymour. Right. Yeah, of course. Seymour. Audrey too. You're Seymour. thinking of, of Audrey too. Thank you. Um, doot da do. Um, Greer Garson is her performance. Just get it out of the way. She's incredible in this movie. Yeah, she's good. She owns the whole thing. I get the impression that this was like an inevitable Oscar win. Like this was not a surprise that she was going to win. Um, uh, Walter Pigeon uh, plays her husband. They she uh, jump in front of a truck at the most <laughs> at the earliest convenience. Dude, they they make a number of movies together because they're in another movie next year that's nominated, uh, Madame Curie about Marie Curie, uh, and then they continue to make films together. They just got paired together. She's an English woman. She's from England. She doesn't keep making movies with her 11-year-younger husband? No, that's weird. You know, that marriage didn't last. I know no, that sounds like a shock. But uh, no, only they only made it four years. Uh, that's not bad. Yo, get that dick, Greer. Um, She's from England, and she's playing an English woman. Her children oh, are that English. Fits. The whole village is filled with English people because it's England. And then her stupid husband, Clem, played by Walter Pigeon, talks just like you and me, like a dumb fucking American yeah, cowboy. He's... He is the laziest actor I've ever seen in any film. This is the second week in a row he's in the Best Picture winner where everybody is doing an accent because they're in another country, and he flat refuses. Were they in the Best Picture winner last week? He was. He's a preacher in Oh yeah, yeah. Valley. All right. Yeah. And he just is like Ah, this valley is very Dude, green. He's like well, all the people that can do the accents are at war now. It's bananas. Yeah. They couldn't get one person to it like it, And he's not they don't say like, "Oh, this is my American husband, Clem." He's just a British dude and nobody's like, "Huh." Talk weird. Why yeah. you talk so funny? Are you a spy? This is a, it's World War Two. Are you German? Me, it drove me crazy the whole time. Any scene with Clement, it made me so mad. Well, you just have a natural hatred for w w Walter Pigeon. I I don't know how everybody doesn't have a natural hatred towards Walter. Pigeon. I don't care for him. I would throw bread right in his fucking face. I do not care What's for. What's the thing that you feed pigeons and their stomach explodes? Is it rice? Oh, I think uh, Mentos. Mentos. Yeah, I'd give them a fucking whole sleeve. You of put Mentos. Mentos in bread, 
and then you throw it, and then you offer them some soda water. <laughs> it's very complicated, <laughs> but it doesn't work all the time. But when it does, holy moly, watch out, pigeon. If you can get the soda water nice and cold, a pigeon will drink it down. Uh, uh, they have uh, three kids. They have two young kids, Toby and Judy, little uh, sweet little Toby and Judy. And then they got an older son, Vin, who comes back from college. And there's a couple of scenes of him being a fucking smart-ass uh, college know-it-all douchebag. He really is being a smart-ass uh, know-it-all college douchebag. Well, he, come, he comes in. I don't know if you remember this, but he's sitting at the table talking to his parents about the class struggle in England. And then uh, Ada, the, the cook, comes in. And he's like, what do you want? Yeah. And he's just Rude. like, he's he- like, the class struggle, the uh, inequalities in this country are outrageous. there. <laughs> he's just like, uh, uh, excuse me, the help. Uh, could I get some What do you water? want, loser? Uh, yeah, get a real job. Uh, so World War Two uh, hits town, baby. Um, and Vin, uh, he joins the Air Force, uh, but not before he uh, meets uh, Carol Belden, played by Teresa Wright, who is the granddaughter of Lady Belden, who is the, the local uh, flower. Yeah, and she comes star. over like, my grandmother always wins. Yeah. She's basically coming over to ask them to not embarrass the old guy by naming the rose after her or something like that no then, she's coming over to ask him not to have him enter enter it. yeah that's what i mean and they're like you so that the grand her grandmother can continue to win this fucking this it's very important to her she's the only one that's ever won it uh yeah which yeah. is like i think that tells us everything we need to there's know two about there's this two contest. through lines in this movie one is the two old people are having a war of roses, literally, like... Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, fighting over who's got the best rose. And uh, Vin is in love with this girl that uh, the old lady doesn't want uh, her to be with. Uh, so they... Uh, yeah, I mean, they're the aristocracy. Yeah. She's a, she's a lady, man. She's got a big-ass house, and she runs the Flower Association, and she doesn't want her granddaughter marrying... The Minivers, who are so poor and gross, they only have one housemaid and one cook. Ugh. Which seems like enough mm. for three people, right? Oh, it's for just, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And not to mention, you clean up your own shit. You know, help out. It wouldn't hurt. You got a kid there. Wouldn't, He's back from school. Wouldn't hurt. You guys are fucking crying about money. You can't. I don't know if we can afford a hat. Pick up a goddamn Swiffer every once in a while, Ben. Yeah. Maybe, maybe reduce the uh, the number of uh, indentured servitude uh, service that you have. Uh, but they fall in love. He joins the Air Force, um, and uh, everybody's nervous because uh, the f- fucking the Germans have invaded France and they're marching towards. That would make you nervous. It is. It? Well, imagine if I was thinking about this, and th- so this movie is all about the domestic side of war, right? We don't actually ever see any battles. We see some plane shit. Uh, we we do see a Nazi pilot at one point, but like in the United States, we, I can't think of another. We don't have a movie like we have movies about coming back from war. Yeah, we have movies about being at war, but we don't really have like what it's like in the United States during wartime because it's always yeah, it's fucking normal. We just there's always a war going on somewhere. That yeah, what we do, what we doing. do, we don't. Uh, you gotta watch we Civil go, War movies to we, get that yeah, here. We go somewhere else and we fuck. Yeah, but there you don't get the you don't get the same like 
you see the Civil War movies, you see those guys, and you're like, ah, it's like 200 years ago. Nothing looks like this shit anymore. Yeah. It's not like you look the when they do the bombing of England in this. It's just like, huh. Yeah, that would be like if driving this, driving at night with the lights out. Yeah, it'd be like if this neighborhood all of a sudden just got bombed. Yeah. And we'd be like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess we're just going to go hang out in the basement for a while. Hope the house doesn't collapse in on us while we try to sleep. Yeah, and it really looks like that house was going to collapse in on them when they're uh, like, oh, yeah, this room took it pretty bad. It's fuck, Yeah, dude, it's fucking bananas. Like the kids playing piano and there's like that sailing above them is about to come in. Yeah. And they're just like, do, 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 going about their business. <laughs> um, so he the son joins the Air Force, uh, but but he proposes to uh, to Teresa right before he enlists. And then yeah, he doesn't even propose. His brother does. Yeah. He bullies him into doing it. And he's like, you are you going to ask her? And he's like, fuck it. Yeah. Do you want to? And she's like, uh, 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 yeah, my grandmother's going to be mad. And he's like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to war, baby. Uh, and it turns so much, so much power in that proposal. It turns out uh, the grandmother doesn't want them to get married because she did the same thing for, I don't know, some. Yeah. Miss Miniver says that she like looked through a book yeah, about she's the like, family oh, and she's like, you were 16. Own? Yeah, you were 16. Yeah, she's like, yeah. And then my husband died two weeks later in fucking war. Yeah, and they like, were the, you, the greatest two weeks of my life. Yeah, do you regret it? She's like, absolutely not. It was the greatest thing I ever did. And I don't want that for my granddaughter because it sucks ass to be a widow for, I don't know, three quarters of your life. Uh, and then she's like, yeah, but wouldn't you want her to be happy for the, the little bit of time? For the two weeks before our son dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's like, yeah, I guess you're right. So they get married and everything's great. Uh, he's made this uh, this deal with his mom that he's gonna he he can signal that she he's safe by yeah, cutting off the engine. Yeah, when he flies over the house, he's just gonna make a fucking ungodly noise that wakes everybody up. Yeah, he didn't home. even he didn't even make a deal. He just said that he heard that sometimes people do that. And uh, then she was like, she heard it one time. And she's like, oh, it must be him. Yeah, and no confirmation. <laughs> like no, none. Um, but hey, it's sweet. But it does happen a couple times. Right. And he does uh, keep surviving. Uh, Good for him, I think. In a war, that's got to be tough. It's very vignette There's not like a real like plot to this. But, uh, you know, at one point, all of uh, everybody in the neighborhood has to do like uh, they have to do uh, the watch at night. They have to like, volunteer. Each yeah. Night you get a shift. Go around, make sure all the lights are out. They're, they're like high and their guy comes in. He's like, hey, whoop, fucking put that. Close that window up. We can see just the tiniest crack is going to get this house fucking blown to shit. They're like, if uh, somebody goes outside and lights a cigarette, that's enough for a bomber to come down and just fucking destroy shit. Um, fucking seems scary. I don't, yeah, I not, don't, not, uh, fun. not great. I don't want to live uh, life during wartime. Not the Talking Heads song yeah. that I thought it was. You know, be. when uh, people always talk about how great America was back in that time, it's because we were the ones that weren't having a rebuild after all that. Yeah, we just uh, American prosperity. Uh, well, it's Manifest Destiny, you know what I mean? No, uh, I don't. Could you explain it in 300 words less? The United States was given, bestowed upon uh, by God uh, a destiny that would manifest. And, yeah, just uh, refresh my memory. God is uh, real? Uh, what if God was one of us? Just a dog like one of us. What? Is it a dog? Just call me a dog. I thought he was a stranger my, on a bus. You my dog. 
Uh, Joan Osborne, first lady I ever saw with a nose ring. Oh, God, you must have masturbated furiously. Yeah, it creeped me out. It was like, <laughs> I can't talk to girls anymore. What's wrong with your nose? Uh, we get the cool uh, the scene where uh, Clem is just like ordered to take his boat. And then we get the little... Uh, yeah, the Dunkirk. The Dunkirk. Thing, right? thing. Now, I've not seen Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Oh, you should see Dunkirk. I, I'm, I'm going to. It's a good to. movie. Uh, but uh, I thought this fucking scene of all these like guys with just their like little like fucking motorboats. Yeah, little fishing boats. So, like, we got to go through 40 miles of heavily patrolled. And they're just like, fuck it, dude. It's your duty. We have to go get the boys. They're just getting bombed on the beach. And they all do it. It was really yeah. I, I genuinely was getting... Terry eyed well, did you cry? Well, I was I expected this movie to be fucking boring. So I had I'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit. I was playing the Nintendo Switch a little bit while I was watching the movie. <laughs> and because we just got my son just got Paper Mario, the oh Oregon. You King. must be so excited. It's very fun. And I'm sitting there playing and I'm watching the movie and I'm playing and I'm moving. And then we get to the Dunkirk scene and all these fucking nervous dudes on the boat, and I was just like, click off. Put it away. Oh, and my I just goodness. Fucking, and then you just focus. Dude, I love William Wyler tells these human stories. Like, it's just every fucking movie that he makes I love. Little foxes and fucking this shit. And Why don't you marry him? Because he's dead. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you're already married. Yeah, and I'm a heterosexual male. He was a heterosexual male. It and, just doesn't make sense. But mainly he's dead. That's the big thing? <laughs> like, we could get... Pass the other stuff, Dude, probably. Me being married is like reason number 10 that I wouldn't marry <laughs> William Wyler. There's a lot of other reasons, but dead, number one. Yeah. Family Feud survey says <laughs> he is no dead. longer alive. All right. Well, that's going to, that's a deal breaker. Uh, this scene, uh, this next scene, this part rules while Clem's away at Dunkirk. And we don't see the Dunkirk, we don't see the rescue. Wow. We just see that river full of boats. Now, keep in mind, Dunkirk happened uh, like six months before this movie started filming. Like, this is all like ripped from the headlines, Law and Order SVU shit, which I, it's fucking, it baffles my mind when I think about it. Just thank God we don't have that for COVID. For, no, I guess we did 9 11. We had 9 11 movies right away, yeah. right? We had Flight yeah. 93 and yeah. World Trade Center and. I mean, COVID, we had that uh, Gal Gadot video of (laughs) Imagine. Imagine, oh, there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. Then fucking Amy Poehler comes in. We've been inside the house for two days. And our house is 12,000 square feet. At 7 o'clock, we clap for doctors. On our balconies. Uh, it's much easier for us. It's like that fucking Bo Burnham special, which I love the Bo Burnham special. Yeah. Where it's like, that sucks that you were stuck inside that one room that was the back spare room of your mansion. The fucking guest house in your mansion. That is tough. Um, so Kay is... Uh, um, Mrs. Miniver, the titular Mrs. Miniver, is waiting for her husband to come home. She's nervous. She keeps walking around the docks waiting for the thing. And then uh, she gets taken hostage by uh, a wounded German pilot. Which you gotta love. 
It's scary. Just a guy lying in your... Finds him under the bushes, right? Yeah. And he just pulls out his fucking uh, his German Luger. And he says, give me milk. Give me milk. Give me a coat. They go inside. And uh, so they filmed this scene. And uh, MGM told them to turn, uh, tone down the uh, anti-German thing. We're in the United States. We're, uh, we're a little impartial. Louis B. Mayer. Because they need these movies to fucking play in Germany. They got to sell them to the European market. Yeah, but we're already at war. We're not. This is they're filming before. Pearl oh, right. All right. Pearl Harbor happens. And they're just like, yeah, I want you go back in there and just turn this guy into a fucking absolute evil monster. And he's yeah. like, we'll do. Because this guy's just like the German people will turn you into bones and we will enslave you and kill you and blah, blah, blah. And then he just falls asleep. She takes his gun, <laughs> calls the police. He gets arrested. Uh, it's fucking, it's great. The guy drinks milk fucking uh, too much. He just Protein. He's trying to get. Slams that shit. He's trying to get uh, healthy bones and teeth. Calcium. But He's you know going what? off that pyramid. You he needs. I need a loaf of bread. <laughs> you don't need to be a pig about it. I need a loaf of bread, a stick of butter, uh, a gallon of milk. They really led us astray with that pyramid show. I don't know if you know that. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Then they're gonna grains. Get that shit out of here. Um. Yeah. So there. Uh. Then we have the scene. Clem comes home. Lady Belden comes over. They have the scene about how she married young and blah blah blah. We already talked about that. Uh. They get married, and then we get maybe one of the just the. To me, the scariest scene in the whole damn movie is when they're in that. Uh, it's the night they're in the bomb shelter. Oh, yeah. The kids are sleeping. In yeah, a but it's like, dude, they're like she reads the story and the kids fall asleep and then they just have a full on conversation right next full to the sleeping volume, kids. Lights the kids are sleeping. Let me light full. the pipe. Oh, yep. Uh, <laughs> time to start to smoke. Oh, uh, turn the light on. I can't see anything. You dumb. Full bitch. conversation right next to their heads. Um, And then. uh. He goes outside to smoke. He smokes his pipe upside down so they can't see the ash, which I don't I don't know how the shit doesn't fall out of the pipe. Well, you pack it in. Is that how it works? Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never smoked the pipe, so I don't know. Oh, you kind of fucking live. Well, I would just assume gravity would fucking go like, whoops, sorry. You want to smoke a pipe? No. Uh, Only a bubble pipe. I uh, Corn cob pipe? Oh, boy, oh, boy. When I was in college, there was a kid in my sketch group that... Uh, you don't have to say anything else. Yep. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> fucking dildo. And uh, he uh, he goes outside to smoke, and then all of a sudden the, the siren goes off. They go inside, and then just fucking bombs just start fucking dropping. Yeah, he built a little motor, too, for the exhaust fan. Yeah, and she's like, well, what if what if uh, gas comes in? What would that Oh, yeah. there's a filter. It turns green. It'll turn and green. We'll die. We close the door and then we just suffocate to death. No big deal. Uh, yeah, and they get the shit bombed out of them. Fuck it. And the kids are the kids are fucking screaming and crying. And uh, I know, uh, I, really, Peter Bowers. You know Peter Bowers? Yeah. Old well, I, I, comedian. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know him. Yeah, we not, we started well, we started comedy together, even though he's in his his eighties. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he's in his 80s, to be honest. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. But he lived through all this shit, and he sometimes will, like, reference it, and it it sounds like a fucking absolute nightmare. Yeah, I it's fucking war, dude. It's... Um, 
They make a sequel. Horrible. They make a sequel to this movie, and uh, and the sequel, the premise is that the kids come back because they get sh- they ship the kids off to America. Because this is uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe starts with the four kids getting on a train and going to the countryside to live in some big old mansion. Yeah. Because they're getting them out of the cities because they don't want them to get uh, killed with um, bombs. Yeah. Um, I can't. What is the sequel to this? I think it's called. Oh, I should have wrote it down. I think it's called the Miniverse. And is it? Is it? It same was cast. Is it Carson and Pigeon? Uh, they do come back. Yeah, it's called the Miniverse story. Uh, it was not well received. Um. It wasn't like oh, no. It's weird because they're the Minivas, and in the magnificent Amberson, there's the Minifers. Yeah, it is weird. That is weird. People is can weird. have names that are close to each other, but still, but different. not be the same name. Yeah, you're Mick Morrow. You could, I could know a guy named Bill Mac Morrow. Or How it could be Sean Scullivan. All right, well, that's not. That was Sean Sillyman? Only one of me. Sean Sillyman. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, next we go to uh we finally get the, the damn flower the annual thing, village right? flower show. Oh, riveting. Riveting. This movie pivots on a fucking flower there's show. There's one flower here and there's one flower there. And they're they're giving the awards away and there's only two people up for best rose. There's Lady Belden who is the one giving out all the awards. And it's usually just her. Like she's yeah, nobody else enters. But this year, uh, Mr. Ballard, Henry Travis. Because it's like spitting on the queen, Sean. Is that what she says? No, but this, I feel, oh, this yeah, is sure. me saying It's this. very disrespectful. It's like kicking Princess Diana in the cooch. Uh, and uh, so her granddaughter and Vin, they're married now. And, and she's fully accepted Vin and, and loves him. And she's always making him kiss her and yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's really turned into a nice lady. She, it turns out. Uh, all you got to do is just acknowledge that you married uh, too young and you miss your uh, husband who died when you were, uh, if you got married at 16, you were probably 16 and a quarter. And that you want your granddaughter to be happy. Yeah, that's all. And she is happy. Getting that dick. Getting that mini, that mini ver, you know what I mean? That mini dick. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, they do mention that he's got uh, micro penis. Micro penis. Uh, yeah, that was a sad part. But very big fingers. Huge. <laughs> Just abnormal. Some of the biggest. Uh, and they all ejaculate. And uh, it's, a, it's a fucking real problem. All right, we've gone too explicit at this point. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry that uh, you can't handle the idea of a man with ten penises on his hands that <laughs> all, t- all ten of them could ejaculate on command. I honestly don't think I can handle it. I can't believe your wife hasn't come out and kicked us out of the house. <laughs> Uh, 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 oh, we're recording in person together again. Plexiglass is up. Masks are on. Yeah, I keep coughing, but it's just a fun cough. Uh, Bill has a Friday the 13th <laughs> hockey mask on, and uh, <laughs> I have a plastic Superman mask from the 1980s. And it's melted. It's very painful. It's like onto your skin. Yeah, no, it's not good. It ain't coming off. Would you stick your face in a microwave? I. How else am I going to check if the food's done? Uh, they, uh, they, she, uh, Lady Belden, in just a, an act of heroism that unrivaled in this film, uh, lies, because uh, the judges are all afraid of her, so they go, "Ooh, you have the best rose," but she knows the truth. Yeah, she knows she that knows. Mrs. Miniverse. We all the know, best. dude. We've known the whole fucking time. She knows that Mrs. Miniverse flower is the the the, the bloom, bloom on that fucking oh, thing. Oh my god, the, st- the essence of the stamen. Yum yum. 
the uh, pistol in that fucking yeah, thing, you dude. Wanna, you want to pollinate? Jesus Christ! Uh, you want to pollinate that motherfucker? Want to pull those lips, uh, those leaves open? She announces that the Mrs. Miniver is one. Everybody's so proud of her, and immediately before they can celebrate, air raid sirens go off. Everybody dies. Well, it, they uh, they act very casual by this point. It's 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 kind of like it's really a, man. It's such a cool movie in that like they don't panic. They're just like. Up oh, here we go again. Germans are gonna blow the shit out of the town. Everybody, you're welcome to hang out in my basement where I have ten thousand cans of Italian anchovies. Italian anchovies. Uh, uh, Vin's got to get back to. Uh, you get to go hang out in the basement of Down Abbey. Absolutely, the, you gotta go. I'd go down there. You gotta. Uh, Mrs. Miniver and uh, and uh, the. Uh, the little Mrs. Miniver, Carol. Uh, they Baby drive, Miniver. They drive Vin back to the base so he can get in his airplane and shoot at the Nazis. Uh, Clem is on watch. He's That's why he's not around. And on the way back from dropping Vin off, they're driving at night in uh, in their car. They turn the lights off so they can't be seen. They're having a tough time. Yeah, they hit a water tank. Something like that. They 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 get fucked off, and then two planes kind of crash. They do like a near miss. Yeah. But one of them does like machine gun strafes, and they're just like, "Whoo, that was so close!" And Mr. Miniver's like, "Oh, Carol, I, I thought that we were in trouble because I thought that bullets. I swear the bullets hit the car, and then and then she sees it in the roof. Yeah, and she goes, "Uh oh!" And then she sees it. Uh, you know, the blood pouring out of her daughter-in-law. Poor Carol. Uh, yeah. This whole movie, you think. That Vin's gonna Vin's die. gonna be the one that dies, and then they, whoosh. yeah, it's fucking, it's war, Sean. I never seen a movie like this. It's hell. I, you know, there's like you've trope. never seen a movie like this. I don't think so. I, I honestly, Mrs. Delphire. <laughs> I mean, in so much as I've seen a movie about a a, <laughs> an, a a named English woman, yes, I have seen Mrs. Mrs. Pettigrew's <laughs> School for Awkward Children. No, that's Mrs. P- that's Miss Peregrine's school for. Oh, uh, you're thinking of Miss Pettigrew lives for a day. Yeah, that's what I was Francis thinking Francis McDormand. About. Um, but uh, uh, Carol dies. They go back to uh, Mrs. Miniver's house. Somehow she carries this lady inside, which is bleeding all over the place. She's not covered in blood. She calls for an ambulance. There's no ambulances. Because of the war, on probably. On account of the war. On account of the war. Uh, and uh, she dies. Vin comes home and he uh, he already knows the news, uh, dude. And he comes home and she goes, "Why don't you get some rest? No, where is she? Yeah, in your bed. In your bed, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Where am I uh, gonna Mom, rest? I am tired. I am gonna go. <laughs> Holy shit! Surprise! Who put these extra <laughs> holes in my wife? I was good with the ones that she had. I didn't tell you to go getting all freaky." Uh, they go to the, they go to the church, which is just bombed out as well. That's what happens. Uh, and uh, the uh, the vicar the vicar gives this long speech um, about the loss of life and the and it's this uh, this speech that FDR had played on the radio and printed in newspapers and they they printed it out and dropped it over France and England, like out of airplanes as like propaganda motivation and stuff. Yeah. It's really beautiful. 
And then it it all ends. Uh, Lady Belden sitting in her pew by herself. Vin goes over to sit with her. Yeah, dude, it was so weird that it took so long for them to like your family at this point, right? Yeah, nobody, nobody. You don't want to go over. It's not. I don't think it was the. It wasn't a funeral, was it? It was just mass or whatever. No, it's a mass, but it was. Yeah, come on, Vin. Go. Does. I mean, it wasn't her funeral mass. No, right? I don't. No, no, no. But even if it was, dude. I but mean, this lady's sitting alone. She's all she's the only person she has left in her like, life is her granddaughter. Who's and not dead. they're literally their rows are literally opposite each other. Right. She didn't even look at them when she came in. No. Um, Bitch. So and then they uh, they all sing onward, Christian soldier, as they go and they look up and you see the planes flying in the V formation to go fight uh, like Christian soldiers. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I genuinely thought this was great. It's complete propaganda. Uh, but uh, uh, here's how good the propaganda is, Bill. I'm going to read you a quotation, and then I will tell you who said it. Uh, Mrs. Miniver shows the destiny of a family during the current war and its refined, powerful propagandist... Propagand- oh, my gosh. Propagandist. Propagandistic... Tendency Ooh, look at that one. has up to now only been dreamed of. There is not a single angry word spoken against Germany. Nevertheless, the anti-German tendency is perfectly accomplished. Joseph Goebbels, Minister of Nazi Propaganda. Turns out, Joseph Goebbels, the Minister of Nazi Propaganda, fucking loved Mrs. Miniver. Did he? And he showed it to his people as like an example of like, this is what you should be doing. He said that uh, Lenny Reifenstahl? I think he did. Because this movie like, basically like, this was such a hit that people were like, this is a big reason people were like, we need to get into this war. This is no way for yeah. our allies to live. Uh, in the United States, Pearl Harbor happens, all this stuff. So it changes the mood in the country and all that stuff. And he's like, fuck, dude, we did Triumph in the will. We're walking around stomping and shit. Everybody's scared. Wow, we should have made a damn domestic melodrama. What the fuck's wrong with you people? Idiots. Uh, I thought I, I had to read the See, quote. See, Fiora will be so mad when I tell him. I read it, and I was like, well, obviously, he's mad that they're saying that. But he is like, no, he was like, this is fucked, dude. This is, we only could dream of making a movie that makes us hate the Americans and the Allied forces as much as Mrs. Miniver makes people hate the Germans. Uh, uh, makes I mean, I think the Germans also did a lot of things. To make they people did. Hate them anyways. They sure did. I think did. they were doing that on their own. Yeah, this movie's got no mention of the Holocaust. Like, if there's uh, one thing you good propaganda against, I think the Nazis. Yeah, it. I think we probably could have maybe gone a little harder in that the Nazis are bad people. Yeah, um, I think we really should have sold it to the future I, generations. I don't no, if we should have been giving the guy milk. That's me. Hey, I'm stingy about I mean, my you milk. You can't give him some spoiled milk. Uh, this thing uh, uh, was the most profitable film of the year. How much did you make? $27? Uh, five, uh, $5,358,000, Billy. And did they give it all to war bonds? I, I bet they sold war bonds at all, like the showings of it. I mean, I watched a movie today that's nominated next week, and it ends with "Buy War Bonds" as the final. The Is it the Oxbow one? Yeah, it's the but the fine. It's got nothing to do with World War Two. Yeah, but at the end of it, I it's mean, just, that's everything at that point bonds. was like, you know, um, ration your sugar. 
You gotta, you got, dude. You gotta fucking ration that sugar. I can't tell you enough times. It's ration. pretty amazing, though. The uh, it was a good flick. It's really. Uh, I was really, really impressed with this. Um, and here's the thing. I think we should get into this World War Two bullshit. You game. think that this is gonna push us over the edge? I think. I. Th- I. I God, Jesus Christ. I hope. I I'm hope. gonna wait until Ben Affleck does a movie about Pearl Harbor. Yeah, uh, this is the top film of the year. Number highest grossing film in 1942. I got the top 10 right here. Uh, this, Random Harvest, Yankee Doodle Dandy, number three. Uh, Holiday Inn coming in at number five. We love our blackface, so many... folks. Don't we love oh, our Oh, that was this year, huh? Holiday Inn. Yeah, there's some hot blackface in that movie, dude. Yeah. Uh, Pride of the Yankees, and then a bunch of other shit that we never heard of. Uh, man, I'll tell you, I love film. I love it. <laughs> I'm having a nice time watching these movies. I really am. It's fun. Uh, some of the other nominees this week didn't hold my attention. I just noticed that next week is the last week of 10 nominees. Fucking. And, man, we're going out on uh, if if a movie is going to fucking clobber 10 films, uh, next week's film is the one to do it. Tell the folks what we're watching, Billy. Next week we're going into the 1943 and uh, Casablanca is the winner. Casablanca. Humphrey Bogart. Casablanca. Reigns. Peter Lorre. What do I got next week? I had fucking. I think that's the only one that I've actually watched next week. Uh, I'm at two. Uh, now I've seen Casablanca. I started Oxbow, but oh, I only watched the first like five minutes. Yeah, well, that means you only have about 65 minutes left. Oh, yeah, fucking short film. love a love short that, film. Uh, that's that. a good one, man. Henry Fonda and Harry Morgan. Henry Fonda's great. Oh, yeah. From uh, MASH. Da, Colonel Potter. Da, 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 what is that? Rosemary's Baby? Da, 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 oh, that's the MASH. Suicide is painless. <laughs> it brings love, on many changes. I love that you bring up MASH, and then all of a sudden I start singing the MASH theme, and you're like, what's that? What's that? Rosemary's Baby? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so ready to watch Rosemary's Baby. Oh, Boo England's right around the Boo England. Heads up scheduling-wise, if you're following along, which, of course, none of you are. Nobody uh, is. Month of October, we're going to be watching our spooky New England films again. And, uh, dude, I, what better time do we have to switch from 10 nominees a week to five than fucking Boo England? Title? All right. I'm already at... Uh, Two spooky movies for the year. What two spooky movies have you watched? Oh, I watched three, actually. One of them was just absolute. One of the... I mean, uh, I watched uh, When a Stranger Calls. I don't know if that technically counts as a Halloween movie. With uh, Oh, that's uh, Carol Kane, right? I yeah, like Carol Kane. Yeah, the calls coming from the house. Yeah, I like that movie. Uh, Candyman. Uh, Mark Gallagher told us about that a while ago. Uh, when he came down for yeah, that's the the calls coming from uh, the calls coming from. Have you checked the kids? The calls coming from inside the house. Uh, that was fun, and you know it's eh. uh, Candyman, which is excellent. And then I watched I don't know why I watched Thirteen Ghosts from two thousand and one, one of the shittest fucking movies I've ever 13 seen. Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, it's got. Have 20... you watched Thirteen Cameras yet? Uh, I haven't, but uh, hey, Boo England's right around the corner. It's a spooky ass movie, dude. Uh, yeah, Boo England is right around the corner. We live for that. We live for it, folks, and we want you to live to 
get home. We take, want you to live too. Get your horse paste, mix it up with oatmeal. It tastes a lot better if you get some you get some Quaker maple and brown sugar oatmeal. Squeeze your ivermectin into that. No, wait a minute. Say it again. What is it? I ivermectin. What is it? I ivermectin. Bon ivermectin. Oh, wouldn't that be good if Bon Iver sold his own ivermectin? Boney Boney Bear. Hey Bon Iver, get up to us. Hit us up. Well, how do you say it? Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Oh yeah, I love Bon Iver. Bon Iver mectin. Bon Iver. Uh, but anyway, mix it with your oatmeal. Eat that shit. Get those fucking worms out of your belly. Hey, remember, it's only Bon Iver mectin if it comes from the uh, Bon Iver mectin region of France. 